1: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden get Vigoro potting soil just 897 at the Home Depot how doers get more done
2: I feel like you came in hot with like a lot of things to tell me so I just said <laughs> let's just press record and oh, include God. the listeners in on this convo
3: I feel like I've been up for hours it's by the way it's 9:10 in the morning it's a
2: little early for us Well here's the thing it's not early like we're both up at this yeah. time of day it's just very tricky sometimes for me to record this early because it's like my brain is awake-ish but my words (laughs) like the the formulating like words from my brain to my mouth seem a little trickier in the morning totally and
3: like my my coffee's still too hot to drink so I haven't had that Uh, yet but
2: I don't um, have that problem
3: yeah it's weird the older I get the harder it is for me to like really get going in the morning I'm get up but like
2: Actually, I'm starting to really love an early morning. I'm a little jealous. I
3: love the morning.
2: Yeah. Like I, I, said, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, right? I've been doing the like, try to go to bed by 10 and then I'm like mm-hmm. up at six. I mean, it's not like this is the first time I'm getting up at six in my life. So anyone listening, that's like, oh, psh, like, <laughs> right. okay, like just slow down there. Cool. It's just that I'm really trying to be conscious of getting eight hours of sleep. Like mm-hmm. I really have done so much research about the importance of sleep to our mental and emotional health, speaking of the topic. Mm-hmm. And um, it takes a lot of effort for me to go to bed by then. Like, it takes a lot. So anyway, it's been a new thing, but I love either getting up at 5.30 or 6 and having that little bit of time for myself in the morning to, like, go about my routine, have some chill time and quiet. Well, yeah, you're un-
3: uninterrupted. Yeah.
2: Yeah, before the work, like... It's nice to be up way before people get into the office. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that um, what you feel? I got on a health kick several years ago, which I need to revisit and started to go into Barry's boot camp before it was Mm -hmm. like this international huge gym.
2: Yeah, I remember this kick. Really. And
3: um, I would be up at 545 to be at a 630 class. Yeah. And by 730, I'd had the hardest workout of my life. Yeah. I'm driving back to my house drenched in sweat. I lived in Los Angeles at the time. And... Humble brag. You know, there's still... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's still... You know, a lot of people are still in bed. So it was like there's no traffic. Yeah. And I'm you feel so accomplished. Yeah. Before most people are awake. And so it made me feel so alive. And it like it ended up being a really healthy routine for me. So
2: makes for to, a much more productive day for sure. A
3: hundred percent. Yeah.
2: Well, let's get to the updates that you were about to tell me. So you were like <laughs> you really, you said something about um, I didn't sleep very well, I have a smidge of a headache, but it's not because of my chili pad. So what yes. did you want to tell us about the chili pad?
3: Well, I I don't know. I mean, news alert. I don't normally listen to the podcast. It's oh, it's kind of our podcast. Our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I kind of do it and then it's a moment in time for me. Yeah. So it'll be funny because you'll be like, you know, when we talked about blah blah blah. And I'm like, we did.
2: Well <laughs> um I have to. You have <laughs> like, to,
3: yeah. I have Cause to you edit, edit the and, stuff yeah. and yeah. <laughs> so um, but I listened this morning. Just because I knew we were going to be doing a wrap Is it up. Because you I knew-
2: missed me. Tell us. And I missed radio. your voice. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like I wanted to re- remember Start what you like before right, you were boo. British. Yeah. Before you were British. You know, in case I you I just had a got British back from London morning. for anyone who doesn't follow us <laughs> So, um, first of all, I was reminded um, that I've had this cold for like a month because I could hear myself. I could hear it in my voice. Um, yes. I'm feeling a lot better for those of you who are worried and praying for <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, But I still do have this like weird cough and it's apparently everyone has it like and it lasts for like three, four or five weeks. Yeah. Whatever. Um, But I was reminded when I listened that I had gotten my chili pad, but it's called the Uller. It's from sleep.me. And it it's this, I, I described it on the episode. I hadn't used it yet. It was going to be my first night. I uh, And I am here to attest. And this <laughs> is not an ad. Although if they want to spend some was, money, wish they it was, should. Wish it was. This is a fucking game changer. It I mean, I've never slept better in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to wake up where there were some mornings where I'm like, did I pee? <laughs> like because I had sweat so much. Wow. And um I don't, I don't sweat yeah. anymore. Mark says, I don't snore as bad.
2: Oh, my God, well, that um, I've heard you snore yeah, so that that yeah. is a miracle in and of itself,
3: uh, yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, if I'm if I'm drunk, sometimes it, he says it's bad when you when you're drunk. but I think that's the case for a lot of people. I think so. but um <clears throat> but it is it's a game changer. It's
2: can you explain to those who may have missed if you the missed episode? It. It's what the chili that, pad is.
3: It's a pad that goes under your bed that's got like water coils in it that are really small. So you barely feel it. Like if you know it's there, you know it's there, but it's not yeah. uncomfortable in any way. It's no bigger than like a seam on your mattress, you know, you have mm. no more awareness of it. Sounds and tiny. Um, you can get one that covers half the bed, or you can get one that covers a full bed. I got the half one and I was a little like, how the hell is this going to stay in place? Because I toss and turn and all the things. Sure. Well, it stays in place because it's got straps and you don't toss and turn anymore because it puts you into a perfect sleep. Like you can you can I because I run really hot when I sleep. I put it down to sixty five degrees in my bed.
2: Damn, yeah, so it's like real put, chilly.
3: It's like hibernation. It's amazing, <laughs> and I still and I have like I have my sheet on me. I have my comforter, and I have another blanket on my bed because okay. my dog sleeps in my bed. And I don't want my comforter getting just yes, filthy all the yes, time. Yes, So it's a lot easier for me to wash that blanket over okay. a comforter. So I have a lot of covers over me, and it and it makes this like nice cold cocoon. And I wake up and it looks like I haven't turned over at night. I haven't, like, the sheets are still, like, kind of in place. Like, it, it it's unbelievable. You're getting and I, a deep
2: sleep.
3: I'm getting a really deep sleep. And it's kind of hard to wake up in the morning, you know? Yeah. So it's like, which is, I mean, I, I don't sleep enough. So this has been a nice mm. game changer. But now I do have to sh- sort of do what you're doing and shift it. Because there have been some mornings where I'll wake up and it's like 8 45 and I'm like, like, what am I, I doing? Go. I've been hitting snooze since six.
2: Oh my God. I'm not a snooze button person. <clears throat> oh, I am. I get too much anxiety. You know, it's so interesting listening to you talk about the chili pad. I don't know if it's because you have a cold still or what, but like your voice sounds very sexual.
3: Oh. <laughs> you're
2: like, uh, you're like uh, yes. low talking. I mean, about
3: it. it is, it's the best. It's not cheap. I will warn people. So before you okay. go, it is that not is a cheap. Real turn.
2: Okay. I
3: know. I sadly, it's not cheap, and that's what I mean. I held off on buying it for a while because of mm-hmm. that. But I got. If you can figure out how to find the Uller, it's oh, it's like cooler with no C. It's like half the price of their new one called the Cube. Um, and that's what I got, and it's yeah. um, you know, if for a half a bed it was like almost eight hundred bucks. But I got to tell you, it is worth every penny. Like
2: right. It's, well, I mean, it's as an we investment. S- it is an investment. It's an like, but the thing that's so interesting to me, and I say this all the time, like we invest in all of these things in our lives, right? Like to go have fun, to go on these trips, to an expensive dinner, gym, an expensive dinner, alcohol. It's so expensive.
4: Yeah. There's
2: all of these things that we do. And then there's like, these weird things that we're like, Oh, it's so expensive. Like therapy. I hear so many people being like, it's so expensive. And I'm like, it is. I agree. But or and there are ways to like cut back in other areas of your life to invest in this, especially for like a small period of time, you know, right. right. Maybe not for everyone, but there's 12 step programs. There's free stuff like there are ways around really like cost things. That it's just so interesting to me that we like don't invest as much in our mental and emotional health. And I tie sleep into that. So like to me, this was like an investment in you.
3: Yeah, 100 percent. Um, because the truth is, is like, it makes my days more productive. It makes my mind healthier. It makes my body healthier. I'm actually having like like recovery. Yeah. Sleep sleep is
2: like one of the most important things for our brains period. A couple months ago, I had, um, my brain therapist on the podcast and she described it. I loved this description, but she was like, it's like, you know, when you go, like you run something through the dishwasher, that is what our brain is doing when we're sleeping. It's like washing out. So if you're getting inefficient sleep or not enough sleep, like there's a reason they say we need a certain amount of hours and it's Mm -hmm. for our bodies to reboot, like truly to like cleanse everything from the day, our brains to wash out. And so you're just going to be more effective and more productive. I really do feel less anxiety and like an ability to stay more emotionally regulated when I'm sleeping. That's just like the truth.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's it seems really simple. And it's something that, like, who doesn't like to sleep? Yeah. I fucking love it.
2: Well, I'm just – I have struggled. Like, I have had really bad insomnia issues my whole life. So right. it's just – but it's really important. So anyway, this, this episode is really not about sleep, guys. It's just, <laughs> it was, it's was actually a wrap-up. And yeah. <laughs> um,
3: because I listened to the podcast this morning – to remember what we had talked about, I uh, thought it was funny that like I hadn't slept on it yet. So I was like, "Oh, that is a really actually like legit wrap up for this month." Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, so Chili Pad. Hey, and if you guys work at Uler or whatever, oh. she does an email. Let's work <laughs> yeah, together. She doesn't email. Yeah. <laughs> this would be happy a to talk ad, about it every we week. Love to talk about you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm literally so having ha- a
3: hot flash right now. I was like rushing this morning to get ready. So
2: you need like a Chili Pad for life. <laughs>
3: Oh, my God, that's so A dope. body
2: pad, body chili pad. Should I go
3: do this from bed? Since it's oh, my like God. He's
2: literally now. tapping his face with his shirt right now. A little sweaty. I think my huh? shower
3: was too hot. Oh, yeah. Well, I like walk the dog really fast and oh, I like, was trying to make my coffee oh, and get everything God. done before we had yeah. to board. So I oh, know. <laughs> Maybe I'm going through menopause too. Oh,
2: you boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is mental um, health awareness month, and we decided we wanted to choose the word awareness just to make our topics a little more broad. And you and I discussed kind of the fact that mental health just gets put under this like tiny little umbrella of like go to therapy. And it's so much more than that. Like your mental and emotional health is just such a bigger conversation than that. So we, um, chose the word awareness for this month. I was thinking about it when I was prepping this morning and like, Honestly, awareness has become one of the most important words in my life. Like, truly, Mm -hmm. just across the board, it's become one thing that I find to be the most attractive quality in other people. Like, self awareness that is something that's, I would say, what I'm drawn to. Like, in dating, I'm noticing if you have no self awareness, like, I can't, I don't know what to do. And it's not to say that, like, You go on some awareness journey and figure it out and whatever. But if you're not looking at that or you're not seeking to have more awareness about life, about, you know, your own journey, about your past, about yourself, like, I don't really know how to connect to you anymore. Right.
3: Well, Um, it's like it's I mean, honestly, it feels like it's such a core component of the human existence. (laughs) Like, Isn't it if, why we're here? Right. <laughs> like, that's like, what
2: I can't get past.
3: What are you thinking about if yeah. you're not thinking about self awareness and like trying to figure out what your place is in the world? And I know it doesn't have to be like um that specific, even, but if like you're not wondering what this is all about, like, mm-hmm. are I just, you just think, I don't know that life? everyone It sounds really does. boring.
2: It does sound boring. But I think it's also that thing we talk about where if you're continuously chasing the things, right, the money, the fame, whatever it is, success, all of those things, you end up coming up empty-handed at the end of it, even if you get all those things. However, I still think our culture is conditioned to chase that right? versus what we're talking about here is what I'm having this realization in life about. I could have all of those things, but if I have no awareness or connection to myself and others, it doesn't matter.
3: Right. Yeah. None of
2: it matters.
3: None of it matters because it yeah. all goes away in the end, you know. And I think right. if I, I, I think you and I probably have similar beliefs that, like, I believe in reincarnation and that, like, we are our bodies are a vessel for a soul that has. It might be our first trip around the moon, it, or the sun, or maybe this is our ninth life. Who knows? Right. Um, but. I, to me, the only explanation as to why we have dumb people and smart people (laughs) is not because some people did better in school. It's because our souls have lived more lives and younger
2: and older souls. You
3: you bring that awareness into your current existence and, um, and want to make you
2: know, that like a bumper sticker or something. Like the reason we have dumb people and smart people.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> just not in their case fault. You guys it's just it. a young soul, you know? And it's like, <laughs> we've all been like young
2: a, souls, though. Of course.
3: It's like the difference between a puppy and a dog. Like a puppy right. will like, fall run off into the a side of yeah, they, Like they're <laughs> dumb. Um, I mean, kids would run into the street too. So it's, I think, um, you know, it's, I, I, I've sort of lost the point of what I was saying, but I. I do think it's important that like, You know, our soul is here for a different reason than our body is, and I think we have to feed that soul's existence because it will ultimately, it might feel like you're not going to be able to change the world in this lifetime, but I do think if you feed your soul and figure out your purpose and learn and connect future generations will benefit because your soul will come back wiser and it will have all the lessons that it learned and all the failures and all of the things yeah um and you know hopefully you'll your soul will come back before more dumb souls do <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> I mean, couldn't have probably said it better myself, but I've never really said the dumb and smart. That's really funny uh, no. to me. I don't know. Young what. and old souls. But... <laughs> young and old souls. Um, you know, it's interesting. I work with this guy, Chase Beckham. He won American Idol mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and we were doing a shoot yesterday um, and have him again today. But I was telling a friend, he's like, I listened to his writing. He is probably, I don't know, 24. He's young, like physically yeah. young yeah his writing i think to myself every time i listen to one of his new songs how does he know how to feel that like at 24 the fact that he's so in tune with certain emotions and feelings and all of these things and i keep just saying he's just an old soul and now that has such a deeper meaning to me than it used to you know because that's a saying right. like yeah yeah but I do think you can see it. There's this like awareness in certain people that, you know, they must have lived something before or else right. how can they verbalize that or yeah. be so in touch with it? So, yeah,
3: I, I think like that the saying that an old soul like is is often misused. It's like, I think it's the same as like wise beyond their years. But yeah. I think often when people use it, it's more they're thinking in terms of just like a single lifetime. Like he thinks like an old man, you know? Oh, and it's not yeah. that.
2: It's no. truly
3: like a an older soul that has experienced things that this person, the the vessel that he is in right now, has not experienced.
2: Right. It, like a 24-year-old yeah. could not have the that much consciousness around emotions like love or just deep pain and things like that. Yeah. There's like they also talk about when you see a kid who's really like A phenomenon at something at a really young age and i was reading an article recently about this i think he's like five years old maybe he's in london i can't remember but he has started designing dresses and he's actually making like i think he designed one for sharon stone recently that's how insane like during covid (laughs) he just started he asked his mom for a sewing machine and he he was like oh i was a fashion designer in another life he said that to her and she's like what But she said she put him in sewing lessons and all of a sudden he's creating these magical dresses that there is absolutely no way that a five year old or however old he is, that's somewhere between like five and six, um, would know how to do. But they say that that's that's a sign is when kids at a really young age, we call them like phenomenons, you know, but it's like, no, they just did this before. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I follow this kid. I can't remember his handle on Instagram, but I think he's six and his musicality is. Unreal. His parents film him. He plays a bunch of instruments. He knows how to like work Pro Tools, yeah. like a wizard. And like yeah. will recreate songs, and it's unbelievable. He's got perfect pitch. It's unbelievable. Like he, yeah. it's it's knowledge that I could never, I couldn't learn how to do what he does in my entire lifetime. He's that good already.
2: Well, it's just a skill he's already mastered. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So wild. Well, I texted you last night, and we were just discussing today's podcast, and I said. If is there anything that just like really stuck out to you about this month's topic or guest? And do you remember what you said?
3: <laughs> I said two words, Susan Bratton.
2: <laughs> so I if mean, you guys missed that episode, we had one of our favorite guests back on the podcast. Her name is Susan Bratton, and she is a sex and intimacy expert, and we're obsessed with her.
3: <laughs> I mean, she's literally like um she's a light on this earth.
2: I agree. Um,
3: and you know look i i think we obviously live in a country that's um puritanical and is not comfortable with sex and it's so and and i'll admit like you know that's kind of the, uh, we didn't talk about that stuff in my house so it's like even doing this podcast has opened me up just to even be able to like talk about these things um i it's not been the most comfortable topic for me throughout my life but um it's so refreshing just watching her Yeah, about it because totally it really there's no shame, and it it really it takes the sex out of sex. If that oh, I see what you're saying. Well, her 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 whole feel is way
2: more about intimacy. Oddly, hundred percent, yeah. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout.
0: This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu
4: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com that's dot com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
2: I think we, or maybe this is how I grew up and I don't know if you relate to this at all, but it's like what you're talking about with, it was taboo to talk about sex, right? Like yeah. we equated this there's just one physical act that we kind of don't talk about. Maybe you don't do it till marriage. It's like that. And then otherwise it's just not discussed. And she incorporates just the power of that connection and really like truly finding intimacy with your partner and the beauty of that and finding pleasure. And even if it's on your own or solo, it's talking about just the awareness of our bodies and learning to have that relationship with yourself, which is why we wanted to have her on this month in general, because there's mm-hmm. such a big connection between your mental and emotional health and sex and intimacy. And mm-hmm. it's just not discussed. So I agree with you. The way that she discusses it is the way that I hope many people start discussing it. And she's in her sixties. She's so comfortable in her own skin, which is she's so beautiful.
3: She's
2: beautiful. She doesn't give a fuck. Like she's got
3: OnlyFans. I peeped at it.
2: You did. I did. Yeah. She gave a little tease on her Insta yesterday. Well, it's first of all, it's it. free.
3: It's free. Oh, really? so you, you can, yeah. Anyone can sign up for it, and it's not like it's not pornography. Any nudity that's on there is um done sort of in an educational way. I
2: figured. Like, yeah.
3: Um, Teaching I mean, there are definitely like homicides. sexy, thirsty, thoughty photos, but like, yeah. If I look that way when I'm in her at her age. I might have an OnlyFans too? too,
2: you know. <laughs> Can't wait. Hope Don't count do. on that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, we got so much feedback. People said they were laughing through the whole thing. Most of the time people are like, "Anna I get turned on, but she walked us through her previous night, which was a date with her husband, a sex date with her husband. And I know that sounds weird that we would want to listen to that. <laughs> But I did like it's like I said, I called it story time with Suze. You just want to hear what she's doing. And I was in awe. It's like hour long sex sessions. And it gives you a new perspective on what sex can look like and what a date and like so what a long term relationship sex can look like.
3: Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's it's funny, too, because. I think when people were saying that they were laughing, it's like a lot of the a lot of what brings the humor and lightness to it is the way that she talks it's about it's the it. way
2: she says it, yeah,
3: and like her her pet names for everything. I don't. Sir know. Sir Tim, I'm, I'm Sir Tim, her noni, or what's it? Her noni. Yoni, you yoni, call it a noni. That's like a noni. someone's
2: grandmother. They're noni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: her Yoni, and the massaging it like there. Yoni oh, there is. I will tell you this on the on the um.
2: The only Her
3: OnlyFans, you can watch a yoni massage I want to
2: watch that It's
3: it's shot from like her perspective So if like you were looking down So you're not like seeing it from between the legs You just see the hands like working the, the outside
2: Is someone giving her a yoni mm-hmm. massage? Yeah. Oh damn, yeah. I mean, I'm
3: assuming it's her, you know Like oh. I can imagine she had somebody else doing it No, I'm assuming it's like her and Sir Tim.
2: Oh, Sir um, Tim. Okay. Yeah,
3: and I don't think it's like a model that she just found it, or maybe she did just find a video and posted it. But like, you don't see anyone's faces, and it's not like nothing goes inside. Like, it's yoni is the
2: Sanskrit word for vagina. If anyone's like, what are they talking about? (laughs) But she said that that her husband learning how to do this yoni massage was basically the thing that saved her marriage. Um, yeah. in general, I think they learned because she was, she was in a marriage for over a decade, had not had an orgasm. And she, she was like, I just didn't want to have sex with them anymore. And that makes sense. Cause it just feels like a lot of work. And especially if you're not, you know, reaping any of the rewards of sex, that would be really frustrating. And so they went on, instead of getting divorced, they went on a journey of just really learning about how to please each other. And opening themselves up. I I actually we never talk about this. I commend him so much the way that he handled that. Yeah. Like he wasn't threatened like, oh, well, you know, I'm great at this and not able to take constructive criticism, but he was they're both able to like listen to what the other person needs and wants and what feels good and their discussions around it. To me, that would be really it's really tricky because our egos get in the way totally. get our, our insecurities flare up you know all of those things and so i love the way that they're able to discuss that and that is i think what she says saved their marriage and now they have this like thriving sex life after 30 years of marriage it's amazing. I, you know i think it's
3: important to remember that like in the the act of like Giving to someone, like if someone says, this is what I need, and you can like put your ego aside and give them what they need, it opens the door for you to ask for what you need. It makes it more comfortable for you to bring up the things that you feel are missing. And I think you know, often like we're so scared to open that door because it feels like it's selfish or you're going to get a rebuttal from them, like, Mm -hmm. and, um, or they're going to hear it the wrong way. Oh, you don't like sex with me. Like, no, I love having sex with you, but I want to try this. This would make me happier. And I, you know, it's really important to remember that, like, it takes two to fucking tango when you're having sex and yeah, like sure. part of it it's not just about you getting pleasure it's about you giving pleasure and there's a lot of joy in that if you know mm-hmm. that you are pleasing the person that you love and um so I, it's like I think it's a win-win like for her asking what she needed, it opened up you know his possibilities too
2: right. Oh, no. yeah. I mean, it sounds like they have a lot of fun. That's all I'm yeah,
3: saying. Yeah. I'm so jealous. They, if you guys have missed
2: that episode, go check her out. It's Susan Bratton. She's also a really fun follow on Insta or OnlyFans if you're feeling nasty. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, On the velvet side of things, it got a little more serious just with the mental and emotional health stuff. But I did realize, you know, that like I feel like I'm in this space now, and I don't know if you can see this in my life or whatever, because I think you've been with me (laughs) through the really dark times too. But even in discussing trauma and healing and all of those things, I feel like I'm in a solution-based place right now. It's like a really good season of that. And so the discussions aren't as heavy or, you know, kind of, there's a little more lightness and even making fun of some of the things that I've done and when I'm in dysfunctional places and just like a little less, harshness or sadness or pain or those kind of things. I feel like I'm on the other side of a lot of that stuff and that feels really good. So I just wanted to say that out loud because if you're in the midst of the hard times, it does get better. So just keep going. Um, There's always, I use that corkscrew analogy of like, you know, whatever's up, it always is going to come down just like a corkscrew. And so if you're down, you're going to come back up. That's just life. That's just the way it goes. So just keep going one foot in front of the other, but um, I spoke to a trauma specialist, Allie Cates. She was amazing. And she was also just a very fun and light person. But she talked a lot about somatic therapy, which I know you've heard me discuss a lot, Chip, but it's about more connecting with your body versus just the talk therapy type stuff, which I'm so happy people are starting to discuss because I did talk therapy for a decade. Saved my life. I'm not trying to knock it at all. My therapist is amazing. We still talk all the time. Um, we've almost become more like friends now. That's great. But, um, more about you than anybody. Yeah, literally. Like she has been through it with me, but, uh, I reached a point where I was like, okay, I know, have all this knowledge, but how do, how can I integrate this into my life? Because my body is still like, I was going through hard times and I was having panic attacks or I was feeling sick. I was unable to eat. So I lost a lot of weight. And those things were all because of stored trauma or how my body wasn't fully like processing through the feelings. So Allie and I really discussed a lot of that. We talked about the importance of hobbies, which, you know, has been a trigger word for me because Mm -hmm. I get in relationships where the guys seem to have all these hobbies and I have not really been a person with a hobby in my life. Or if I have a hobby, I turn into a job. So Ali gave me a lot of advice there. So if you're a woman listening, we totally talked about how women seem to struggle a lot more with finding hobbies in life and just the importance of that for our emotional health. So go check her out. Uh we also talked to or I talked to the one of the former communications director at Microsoft and she has all of these accolades, right? Like just I think you can probably relate this, are you, you've seen this in our life because we have so many powerful women in our friend group and just Mm -hmm. in our lives in general. And it's so interesting to me because I think when you associate someone with being like a boss babe or whatever you want to call, you think that that covers every area of their life. But I've seen this over and over again, where there's really successful women, or maybe this is men too, but it's just like when when you look at their personal lives, it's shocking because they'll be in like abusive, dysfunctional relationships. And that was a big part of my story in the past. And people would always come up to me and say things like, I just, I thought you were so strong and I can't believe that that would be like the thing that would take you down or whatever. Wow. It's, it, I know. Isn't that wild? But it's just like, well, this can happen to anybody. And it's not, um, I had a lot of shame around that for a long time. Like, oh my gosh, am I just so weak or why? Like it's cause I'm so emotional and whatever. But it's like, no, it happens to anybody. And it's just all part of our learning and processing. And for me, it was, you know, kind of letting go of some old patterns that I had just learned throughout my life or other lifetimes, whatever you want to say. And um, they were translating into these really dysfunctional, highly dysfunctional relationships. And that really did take me out. You witnessed it. It was really, really hard, but it wasn't just in love. It was in work it was in friendships and a lot of people saw that play out publicly for me, but I could not find my voice and stuff. And so um, I spoke with the, a person who is the, the communications director at Microsoft and it was a very similar experience for her. And so she and I really discussed um, some of the things that happened to us in abusive relationships. I hate using that word in some ways because it's like it's like narcissism. Like It's so overused that I think it's... And it's like... You're saying your side of the story. So I don't know. Yeah,
3: that's what I was going to say. It's the reason why you probably hate it is because it's got a victim like stigma to to it. Like, because you were part of it, you know? Sure. I mean,
2: I was in the relationship. You
3: contributed. Yeah.
2: And I was not my best self. So in any of those relationships.
3: In your conversation, I didn't listen to it. um, Yeah. Did it like, do you think that? success sometimes is your success is driven by it being the one thing that you can control. Like probably, you know, like uh, that's how some of like that story correlates to a lot of these powerful people. Like they've got their life is in disarray, but the work is the one thing that is only theirs that they can control and succeed at.
2: Well, I think the other thing is if you're a successful person, like, or a high achieving person, you're probably very driven And like you said, you're used to being able to work really hard to get the things that you want. Like what happened for me was a really, the universe was like, okay, we really got to let you, you got to learn to surrender and like that you can't control all these things or make these things happen. Because at the same time I had, I was having those fertility issues. And I remember saying to all of you guys, like, I've never in my life, and I was 38 at that mm-hmm. point, 37, 38. I've never in my life not been able to work hard enough to get what I wanted. Like, that's just how I've been. Like, when I played sports as a kid, I was really driven. And I would wake up before school and go, you know, shoot 200 foul shots or whatever. Whatever it was. Like, I practiced more than anyone. So that then I was the best one on the team or whatever. I've just been very driven my whole life. And so... Right the fact that I couldn't control that because fertility is one of those things like you can do all the right things. And it's still like sometimes doesn't work, which is what happened for me. It just did not take. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was sort of, I think what we discussed a little bit about the relationship piece is like, you see the signs, you see the flags, but particularly she and I's personalities were similar in this way where it was like, Oh, but I can fix this. Or like, if we work hard enough, like, You know, relationships are hard. If we work hard enough, we can get through this or figure this Mm -hmm. out instead of just releasing and saying like, hey, I think we're on different journeys or hey, this this doesn't serve me or this isn't the right relationship for me. This doesn't bring out the right sides of me. Like all of those things, which now is something I'm really trying to put into practice in my life. But that has to come from a very surrendered place of like. I am not driving the bus in my life here. Like I'm right. not in charge, you know, and I have to work at that every day. And she and I, she said similar things. So I think it's really common that high achieving people have that kind of dynamic in their personal relationships,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is really, really interesting. But that is,
3: I'll have to listen to that.
2: Yeah, she was great. She's so yeah. well-spoken to you, obviously. And um, she has her own podcast now where she really discusses some of the, these things. speaking back to like the way our body processes emotions she didn't really kind of get the wake-up call in her life until she got this like flesh-eating disease (laughs) like her body literally starts to shut down she gets eye cancer and it's just like this is a theme that i have seen so consistently one of my best friends like was in a dysfunctional relationship for years and didn't really like think to even make a change until she got breast cancer. Wow. And it's just the way our bodies manifest all of this stress and emotions. And so if you're not in touch with your body or paying attention, uh, you probably will get a hard wake up call, which I know I did. So that was a really great episode. Um, I feel like all the episodes we have had this month have just been a really interesting take on mental and emotional health. And I actually, this week, Uh, The last episode did three things that I've really learned and incorporated into my life mentally and emotionally that have just been game changers over the past couple of years. So I texted you this morning and I said, is there anything specific that's come up for you that you can pinpoint that's really changed in your own relationship with your own mental and emotional health? Because you've mentioned a lot, like even doing this podcast has been really helpful for you in opening up those facets of your life. So what did you think of?
3: Well, I mean, it was funny because I was with a friend, my friend Bonnie last night. We went to this amazing hotel in Franklin called
2: South Hall. Yeah,
3: gorgeous. And um, we were just like sitting out in nature and we were talking about um, just like, oh, I hadn't seen her in forever. Um, so we were catching up and she was asked, she asked me if I was still doing the podcast and she was like, why don't you promote it more? And I was like, I don't know. Like, it's something that I kind of like do for fun and it's an outlet for me. And like I've, I've, you know, it's actually really personally helped me a lot, but like the self promo thing, she's like, yeah, but you're good at it. Like you should be sharing that with people. And, um, and she's like, and the things that you talk about, like are important, people need to hear it. And if it's helping you, then maybe it needs to help more people. And, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should get louder about it. So, you know, it's funny because it's, It kind of just brings it back to our word of the month, the awareness piece. Yeah. Because, you know, like I do, like, I do need to practice more self-awareness because like I write myself off faster than anyone else. And, Mm. you know, I've had, I've had some lessons this, this month too, where I parted ways with a client and it was, you know, it was amicable and it was all of the things, but like I had to reflect on it. And it's honestly, it's been a relief because I was doing too much and I was trying to prove things to myself that like. In hindsight, like, did I need to prove them to myself? It's like right. I've, I've like I've done really well throughout my career. I've done a lot of exciting things. I've helped build things, you know, I've helped break things. Like, of course, I've had failures. Like it comes with the territory. And you know, like everyone has that in their life. And it's you can't be scared of those because those are the moments that you learn. So um, you know, I think I like to answer your question in a long way is like speaking about awareness has actually helped make me be more aware. And, um, you know, it's, I'm really quick to, like, blame myself for everything and get down on myself. And that this was a moment that I could have, like, turned to the, the, the side of me that's like, you're a failure, you failed at this, you're not good. And trust me, like, I tried to do that. Like, I felt myself going there and I was like, nope, I'm not gonna do that. I'm like, what are the lessons? Why did this happen? what am I going to learn from it? And why is this good? And um, it was really refreshing to like, know that. And I don't honestly, I think like, just doing this podcast, I don't know if I would have been able to like, look at it that way. If I hadn't been, this is talk therapy for me, you know, I've said it before, like, I don't, I don't see a therapist, you know, it's like, the listeners are sort of by free therapy, you know, like, <laughs> um, and I, and I know a lot of times it's like, we talk about some like funny and frivolous things, but it's like those things are often things that I would have felt like taboo talking about. And like, yeah. so I found a comfort in doing this. And I think it's, it has brought me more self-awareness. Like I now think about things like in terms of sex, like, what is it that I like? What do I want out of this? Like, how do I want to communicate better in these situations? And, um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that, I love that, that really answers the question, but I, th- I thought it was funny when you texted me that question this morning, I was like, oh my God, it kind of nails exactly what yeah. I wanted to say. So I
2: think that is what it is. I mean, I, I agree with you completely about having the discussions on this podcast and even the interviews that I get to do on the velvet side of things, hearing different perspectives changes everything for yeah. me. It opens you up. Even if you don't fully agree with something It just, it's the same thing I say to you guys about like traveling, going and seeing different cultures. It just reminds you that your little bubble isn't it for this whole world. So it kind of lessens some of the blow of any hardships you might be going through or even some of the great things. It's like, it's just your little circle. And so the world is such a big, beautiful place and all these different perspectives exist. And if you can open yourself up to it, I think there's constantly a learning lesson in everything that we encounter, which is a beautiful thing. It's not Mm -hmm. like this, oh, well, you don't know anything, you know, you're an idiot or whatever. It's just like that's part of being human is opening yourself up to all the experiences of life. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I love that for you. Yeah, well, I, how do how
3: do you know if you don't like something unless you try it? Exactly. And it's like I know that sounds really trite, like but I know people that are like, "Ew, sushi, I'm never going to eat that." And yeah. it's like How do you know? I used to hate celery and Brussels sprouts. And I continue. I mean, I did like as a kid. I mean, and it was because my mom boiled Brussels sprouts. It's like gross. (laughs) And like if you have them cooked the right way, they're fucking delicious. But if i had never opened myself up to trying a different way of eating Brussels sprouts, I wouldn't know that. I know that's like a really small example. It's like. There's plenty of things that we all need to try that we're scared of or that we think are gross or that we think that, like, we just don't like. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Like, passing judgment and understanding are very different things, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I think it takes a brave soul to, like, open themselves up to the things that they actually don't know anything about and try mm-hmm. and and um and acquire some level of understanding versus judgment. Because I think a lot of us have opinions about things that we don't know fuck all about. <laughs> like,
2: right. I mean, that's definitely true. I'm I think i guilty.
3: guilty of it, you know? It's yeah. Because like, it's really easy to sit on the sidelines and look at something and be like, ooh, I would never do that. And then you catch For yourself sure. doing it, and you're like, oh, maybe I'm do <laughs> Right. Yeah.
2: But that's awareness. And that's yes. the beauty of that is, like, there's a saying that goes, if you spot it, you got it. So usually when you see something in someone else that you don't like, it's because it's in you too, which 100%. is the most humbling thing to realize, yeah. yeah, but it's true. The more I've like really tapped into that statement, it's true. And so it kind of takes away any sort of fun of like looking at someone else and be like, Oh God, whatever. The judgment piece is <laughs> right. really difficult once you realize that. Cause you're like, well, shit. What's I toxic because
3: you're saying it out loud and you're mm. absorbing it. And mm. if it's truly something that you don't like about yourself, it's a reminder of that. And you might not realize that you're talking to yourself. Totally. It's a really toxic behavior, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I also love the saying, stay curious. And I just thought of that when, even when that kind of stuff comes up, because if you're facing something like, I just, I don't know, I'm in this place right now where I really just am embracing the fact that I am so human and like never going to be perfect. And, I mess up all the time if you want to look at it that way. But it's just interesting. If you stay curious, you're like, oh, that's funny. I'm doing that thing. Or uh, what's behind that? Like when you were saying even to go try new things, I immediately thought of like I have this immense fear of heights. You kind of do too. Yeah, me too. Um, But I've tried two things this past year to be like, can I get over this? One was when I was in Bali. It was this really big swing that went over this ravine. And our friend Mary did it and was just like flying like a bird, loving it, living life. And I knew I was like, this is going to stress me out, but I'm going to try it, you know, try to be open. I hated it. <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> I got off pretty fast, but I tried it. At least I knew, you know, and then actually again with Mary, her daughter had this um, acrobat party and it was like, you go up on this big ledge and learn how to, what is that thing called? Trapeze. What are you a it's trapeze. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. I could not lean off the platform enough to grab the trapeze. I, my whole body was like convulsing. I wouldn't have I was been able to do it was so either. scared. Um, and I, I had to climb down the ladder. I was shaking climbing up the ladder even. And like then you're humiliated terrifying. too. Oh, these nine-year-olds are laughing at me. Mary yeah. was like, no laughing at Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really care. But I mean, it's just, it's just I have this like huge fear of heights. I've never known where it came from though. Um, and then I was reading this book about speaking of old souls that that's typically related to a death in a past life if you have a fear of heights. And so oh, anyway, staying curious about like staying in touch with okay, no this fear is still here and cuz I'm trying things and I'm not able to just move through them. Um and then I read that and so there's this new thing that I'm trying where it's like okay, that was old, that isn't that was then, that's not now, you know, trying to work through it. I haven't experienced something I still don't love heights, but Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep trying. You know, I think it's just staying aware of our things and staying curious about where it came from and the why's behind it and not judging ourselves in the process or others. I think it's just like a very freeing place to be. So anyway, it's
3: it's tough, though, because I mean, the height, the the fear of heights thing is very physical for me. Like me too. It do- I know it, I, yeah, I know it is mostly mental, but it feels very physical. Like, For sure. I literally cannot bring my body to do the thing that I like. Yeah, wave it won't country, move. the will the, the wave pool <laughs> that I love in town has these two terrifying slides. And one of them, you literally have to thrust yourself over the side. And it feels like you're just pushing yourself off the side Ugh, of a building. It's like no. straight down. And I've tried, I've sat on the edge and there's nine year olds behind me like, yeah. come on, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to get up and go down the other one. That's like, it's still scary, but it's not, it doesn't feel like you're dropping off right. the, side of the building. And <clears throat> I wanna do it so bad. I and I've done, I've done those like where like you get into like a cylinder and the floor drops out. <clears throat> and so that for me, because the control is removed from me, I cannot control when that floor drops out. And it's uh... terrifying. But there's I don't have to do it. I don't have to press the button. It just Mm -hmm. happens to me. And then when when you go down the slide, it's really fucking fun. And I want to do it again. Yeah. But it's it's the moment of like taking the control and like pushing yourself off the ledge. I just can't bring myself to do it. I can't I I can't do it. I know.
2: It's a tough one. Yeah. Anyway, well, we're just going to be aware about that one and keep working (laughs) on it. (laughs) Um, But you guys can always email us at the edge at velvetsedge.com. Let us know what you thought about the word this month and what you want to hear moving forward. I'd love to know kind of what's resonating with you guys, what you like. Are you liking the sex talk? I know that's always a big topic for our listeners. (laughs) Um, Are you wanting more of the therapy stuff? Just the stories us just ranting whatever it is that you guys like hit us up at the edge at velvetsedge.com you can also find me on instagram at velvetsedge chip
3: i'm at chip dorsh c-h-i-p-d-o-r-s-c-h
2: and as you guys are going into the weekend <laughs> you're fully aware and you're living on the edge chip just said i need coffee <laughs> okay <laughs> well i hope you always remember to at casual
4: For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
1: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride